Welcome back to the Journey to Christ podcast. Today is all going to be about money because we live on a planet where you have to buy stuff with money and that's how it is here. And people always say to, I think, Fred, the spirituality stuff that money isn't that important. Like, it's almost like boxes. You have like your God in one box and then like money is like a separate container just thrown across the room. But I think... If you even just like look at like the Bible, like for example, Judas, he betrayed Christ for thirty pieces of silver, which that probably isn't like the only reason why he chose to do that, but it was one of them. And I think about like how could you betray somebody that he personally was like there for you, he was your master, you saw all these like miracles, and then yet after all of that, you chose to betray him. I think. We're going to kind of go into today what has, has been said about money, like the, the, like the scriptures, about like the uses of money, what it's like all for, and then some people who have used it correctly, then others who have fallen through pride and going after prosperity in the, like the, the wrong ways. So I want to start with kind of like my thesis, I guess, of like how I see money. This is in Deuteronomy chapter 8. And I had not planned going to the scripture right now, so we're going to find it on the spot. So it's Deuteronomy. I can hear the nice fan in the background. It's amazing. I should have my phone key pulled up. So it's Deuteronomy chapter 8, 17 through 19. 17 through 19? Yeah. Alrighty. <clears throat> and thou say in thine heart, My power and my might and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he sware unto thy fathers, as if it is as it is this day, and this it shall be if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them I testify against you and this day ye shall surely perish I like how sometimes you hear about how people get like a lot of like money or like prosperity that it was like them doing that and it wasn't God they say it was like their college education their skills their connection their personality when if you think about it all those gifts came through the grace of God in the first place, and he's one who like empowered you to become rich. And what's cool too is for verse 18, he goes into like the next part after the, the comma of why we even have wealth. Because he says, For it is that he that giveth the power to get wealth, comma, that he may establish his, his covenant which he swore unto thy fathers. So after that comma, it's really saying that the wealth is there for you to help establish the, the covenant. And we're almost like a tool for God to be used for his name. That's why we have the wealth. And that was all I had for that part. There's a different section that talks about perishing. But I thought that was in that, that same verse. But apparently false alarm, you guys. So it's not there. No, it is there. The perishing. It says right there, and I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish. So it's saying that 
Okay. Judgment Day, like, you shall oh, perish. Because this that's is why like... I froze. Cause I was like, I swear that was there before. I've like my, like, notes and studying. But, yeah, I like that part because he didn't say, I take away all of your money. He said, you'll perish. And perish can mean, like, spiritually. So we see all these, like, rich people, and they're like, why is it that they're being unrighteous, but they still have all these, like, prosperity and all these, like, riches? And God himself says that they'll perish, but it's not in, like... A certain timetable it can take a while you know so it's like a thought i had for that whole principle it's kind of cool this like chapter about this like scripture goes into how you get wealth what the wealth was used for and then if you don't use it for that same purpose what will happen to you from god yeah i also liked how it says that we should remember remember god because i feel like it's easy to to um forget God just because of like not just like money in a sense just like daily life you know we're busy working or we're busy doing responsibilities like paying taxes or we're busy you know trying to take care of family or um, maybe loved ones um, just I think it's really easy to, to be forgetful and to, to remember and to remember the, the Lord so I think it's really important to do that because it, he says you know for it is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth, and that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy father as it, as it is this day. So I feel like the, the first part is that, you know, God can bless you with that power to get wealth, but the second part, or the first part is you, you need to remember him. And then the second part is, you know, not forgetting him and walking away and serving other gods. Because of your um, your your wealth, thinking that you have power um, and using that power to, to either worship yourself or to worship other gods. Yeah. And you mentioned in there the word taxes, you know, which, you know, Matthew, Matt, tax collector, mm -hmm. it's kind of like my thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And in Matthew chapter 17, verse 24, it talks about how the tax collectors are asking Peter if Christ and him are going to be like paying taxes. It says, Doth not your master pay tribute? And he gets kind of like frustrated at this because he thinks that they're like taking like advantage of him and Christ. But he then says in verse 25, Yes, and when he was coming to the house, Jesus prevented him saying, what thinkest thou, Simon, of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute, of their own children or of strangers? Then Peter saith unto him, Of strangers. And Jesus saith unto him, Then are the children free? And notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea and cast a hook. And I think this, this part is cool because we often think that maybe God doesn't care about like finances and money and taxes but Christ just tells him go fishing and then open like a fish's mouth and it'll like a coin will come out of it and obviously that's super random and like a miracle in itself but that just shows me that if you put Christ first that he can help you figure it out like with like the right job or whatever might happen that he can tell you where to go from that point yeah and I, I feel like the whole point of like, because th these were like priests and, and rulers that 
were trying to, you know, get Jesus to, like, blasphemy, to get to catch him, like, in fault. And the whole point is that, you know, God is telling us, yes, we, we should follow the laws, and, you know, we shouldn't, you know, be breaking them, but at the same time, we should be following God's laws. And mm-hmm. I feel like that was his main principle on, you know, the whole principle behind the taxes. Give tribute to, you know, which is Caesar, which is Caesar, right? Um, which is, I, I find interesting. But I also like, um, in Isaiah 52.3, it talks about, um, it talks about money is not everything. It says, for thus saith the Lord, ye have sold yourselves for naught, and ye shall be redeemed without money. Because some people believe that, you know, money is going to redeem their their problems, their woes, and, you know, it's going to solve everything. Um, and people really do believe in that, and that's why people think money is so powerful. It's going to, people believe it's their, in a sense, their savior. It's going to redeem them, but it's not. Um, and we can clearly see that it's Jesus Christ that really that redeems us, and not, not money. Um, yeah, God can bless us with money, but it's it's really Jesus Christ that's going to be saving us. It was cool too because it was actually him speaking, and it was like first person. He was saying how it's going to work, I guess. Because to your point, right, the whole like atonement of Jesus Christ that was through His blood, not through money, that we're saved. Because our our sins can't be bought out; they have to come through the atonement and then like just grace. That point, so. I think it's, he always says too, the whole gospel is like free, like there's no price, you know, come with where you're at and then just per, partake. There's no like cost at all type the gospel. He just asks us to like partake and enjoy his like blessings and all that. And I like too, the sense of like sacrifice that money gives us because in Matthew 12, 44, it's the famous old lady. Wait, not 12. You know the old lady that gives her like tribute? I know what you're talking about. So it's like oh, it's widow. Mark 1244. Yeah, it's the widow, the widow's mite. Yeah. And then he made the comparison of how there's always like rich people drop you know, giving like a whole sack of like gold mm-hmm. type the tribute plate, but then this little widow gives like two little coins. What I like though, is that, you know, Christ didn't stop from big, hey, you know, I know you're poor and you can't give too much, you know, forget about it. Like keep your coins, pay like some bills, but he let her sacrifice for like the kingdom. And that's cool to me that Christ understands where we're at, but he'll still let us, like, sacrifice for his name to get those, like, blessings from him in that way. And going off of that thought, I feel like God is not going to stop us from from keeping his commandments. Even though we may, like, lack uh, resources in this particular sense, uh, you know, money. Um, But if we, like, lack talent or, like, lack skill or... And we're called to, you know, keep a commandment or we're called to a, a calling or we're called to do, to follow God. God's not going to stop us from doing our best or trying, you know. He's going to definitely um, 
bless us for, for trying and, and, you know, going to help us along the way as we continue to, to keep these commandments and follow him. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting to me, too, that once you come to Christ, you give up all that you have. Like, I think his name was, was it Zacharias. I made the wrong. Yeah, Zacharias. I don't know how to pronounce that name. Like, he was like some like tax collector. And he like pledged from the point after he met Christ and like repented of all his sins to like give like fourfold or fourfold what he like was like promised that he like stole from people and that's just cool to me that even though it's like the um it was the fa- father of the king of Moni and he's like promised that he would give up like the whole kingdom just to like know Christ and I think too of like what are we willing to give to God to know him in that way too yeah um cause I feel like with that comment, like being willing to give that that up, um, there's this, you know the story about the the ruler who mm-hmm. uh, goes to Jesus and uh, asks for you know what can I do to inherit eternal life? Yeah. So um, so as he goes goes to him, I'm gonna read this because I, I find this really fascinating because uh, there's two stories about it. Uh, there was one in Mark, and then there was one in, uh, I believe, in Matthew. Um, but I'm going to read the one in Mark, um, chapter 10. And so, so it says, And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him, and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest me, thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all of these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come Take up the cross and follow me. And he uh, was sad at the saying, and he went away grieved, for he had great possession. And Jesus looked around about and saith unto the disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter the kingdom of God? And the disciple were atone, uh, was astonished. The disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again, and saith unto him, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And so pretty much Jesus Christ was saying, those that trust riches, you know, are going to have a very hard time entering the kingdom of God. Because they're not trusting God, they're trusting their riches. They're going to be doing, they're going to be protecting their riches instead of trying to, you know, to follow God and try to make that sacrifice where... Like, you know, in that story about the what is might, she mm-hmm. didn't care about her, her, her riches, even though it would be few, you know, two coins, right? She gave that up because she, she trusted the Lord that, you know, she, the Lord will provide her. I think, too, God doesn't ask everyone to give, like, all you have. I think for this, like, man, though, that was, like, his, like, 
crossed, you know? Like, he had everything else that he was, like, following to, like, a T, but that was, like, the one thing that he wasn't quite there. And the main problem, too, is that he was trusting in his, like, prosperity and not in, like, God. So, I guess the question would be, how do you trust in God while being rich, but not letting that, like, get, like, in like, your whole, like, head, you know, for all that? I guess, like, here's, here's another question. What will are you willing to give up to, like... To honor God's commandments. Like, if you add, like, all the money in the world, um, you know, you have, like, you know, a house, you know, a nice car, you know, what will you, what are you willing to give up? You know, and this is a hypothetical. And then you think about it, then what are you willing to give up now? Like, it, what you have now, the, you know, the money you have, the, 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 the you know, stuff you have right now, what are you willing to give up? Um, to, you know, to take up your cross and follow Jesus Christ. Yeah. Which I guess is different for every person out there, you know, for, like, what they want to give and all that. That's true. I mean, what would you say would be yours, Matt? To give your saying or what? If you were the, this, if you were the ruler in this situation, what would you say would be your that would be hard for you to give up or sacrifice because this the, the man was struggling with, with wealth because he trusted his wealth you're saying what would be hard for me to give up yeah what would be hard to give up this is not necessarily saying wealth it, it could be but it, it just whatever you feel like I don't know <laughs> probably on the spot there I have no idea what would be yours Mine. Um, I would honestly say like I think it's like taking the the responsibility to put yourself out there and go above and beyond. Like I feel like for example I know that's pretty vague um, for example like I know I could be like, I could be more charitable, and I feel like I could be giving more of myself than I am already doing. What's it to give up though? Yeah, so I'd be giving up more of myself. It'd be hard to give up. Does that make sense? Kind of a cheater answer, but. What do you mean it's a cheater answer? Okay. What do you mean it's a cheater answer? It's like your free time you're saying? Yeah, in a sense. Because, like, well, not necessarily free time, just... Well, your free time to then be more charitable towards other people, kind of? In a sense, where, like, I, I could have... Yeah. But just, yeah. I think that's the best way to say it. I hope that's... I hope I said that well. I hope that's understood well. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what mine would be. I will get that back to you. Okay, man. Because... You're saying, like, your one main thing out of everything, you know? Like, what would you give up towards Christ? So, I'm not sure. One thing I do like, though, this is First Timothy, verse, or chapter 6, verse 17 and 18. It says, Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth to us riches, richly, richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, 
then be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. And I like this because he's basically saying why you become wealthy, like what that helps for like the whole like kingdom and for God. In this case, he's saying that it's not about being rich, but having like rich works that you do. And then also you're ready to like distribute. So like if someone calls on you for like a need or they need something to get done, they can count on you to help them out. So that I think is why you want to get like rich at all, just to help build up, I guess, God's kingdom and all that. Now it reminds me of scripture in, in Jacob 2, chapter 2, verses 18 through 19. It says, But before you seek for riches, seek ye the kingdom of God. And after ye have obtained the hope in Christ, ye shall obtain riches, if ye seek them. And ye will seek them for the intent to do good, to clothe the naked, to feed the hungry, and to liberate the captive, and administer relief to the sick and the afflicted. So, in this uh, scripture, it's just saying that before you even seek, you know, riches, you should be really seeking the kingdom of God. You should be trying to, you know, do your best to, to keep God's commandments. And once you feel like you received His riches, you should start seeing, you should start, um, then you can uh, seek um, riches to, you know, to bless God. Not to bless God, but to, you know, to bless His kingdom, you know, to bless His children. Yeah, and it comes down to like your like, intentions, because in that case he was saying, seek first me, and then after all that point, it'll be easier for you to get like riches, and all of that. I think it comes down to like why you want the money, mm -hmm. because if your goal is to help people, then because my daddy used to always say that he wants he wanted God to to trust him to be rich, in that way, you know, like he could handle. Um, like the pressure mm -hmm. of like wealth without turning like away from God in that way. I think too, like, can God trust you with like riches? Or are you at the kind of person where if you are given extra power or like authority or money, you like use it to hurt other people or to, I guess almost like mock God. Cause you know when like Laman and Lamuel were on like, the boats and they're all like laughing mm -hmm. and like almost kind of like mocking like the power of God. That almost kind of happens at some point if you don't like check it like yourself like where you're at um spiritually was yeah i i i definitely agree that you know or it's important to you know have a spiritual mindset um i also think it's really difficult to like i mean my thought is like if i were rich i think that it could be hard because you have that responsibility of using you, your money wisely like to help God's kingdom. Does that make sense? Like, so, I mean, yes, you're rich, you know, you can, you know, bless your family's life and stuff like that. But if you were to, like, specifically to help others, how would you do that? You know, I think it would be easy to, like, kind of forget about the others because you're, you're busy with your, your life and your family's life. And, you know, um, like I said earlier, it's, we, it's easy to forget God because we get, we get so mixed up in life and it's, you know, it's easy to get distracted um, you know, to think about, there's so much going on in this world, so it's easy to, to get distracted, and so I think that's what it is, we, we get, you know, people will get distracted, and they, they forget God. Well, fortunately, Lawrence, you're not the only one in the scriptures, we have other people who have also failed to do this well. There's, exhibit A, there's Anias and Saphora, that was probably not pronounced correctly at all, but 
they sold some property and the goal was to give some of the money to the the like apostles i think it was to peter but they gave only part of it towards them and then peter questioned where else like everything else right that the funds came and after that point they were both cast dead they both like like, like just like died instantly yeah that's that's crazy and i think that's just like just telling you that you, you know you, 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 in a sense they were robbing god you know because that that was you know dedicated to helping you know their work of you know of the apostles and also Jesus Christ to help you know feed them and support them and and their their needs and you know for you know for food and, and water and stuff like that um and once they you know decided like you know what I mean we don't have to give them all the money I mean so they decided you know to cheat God and and when we do that you know there's there's consequences to our act that for our actions you know and like obviously that's not gonna happen every time. Like you don't see people just like dying instantly when they don't pay God full tithing or something something else. But I think it just was more God showing us that it's important to be honest, to be true to what you you say you're gonna do, and just like every way. Same thing happened. Well, not the dying part, but there was Eliza. You know, like the whole story of like Naaman, he had like, the leprosy, or is it? Um, get something on his like skin and all that and he went to like the water seven times well anyway he offered like a gift to like eliza the, the, the prophet but he was turned down but his like helper um jezra as i whatever his name is chased after him and then asked actually for like some silver and some like cloth and from that point he was then cursed with the the like the, 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 the same like leprosy that was on like Eliza or um, Naaman. I think just in that way, that to me was more like a lesson of the gospel isn't for personal gain. Like it's not to get money or satisfaction or popularity. The gospel is solely is to bless other people's lives. And that's the only reason why we have it. I have two thoughts. So I wanna go back to your, your first thought before I uh, continue with my second thought. Um, you know how we were talking about the the, the two apostles uh, were, were killed because they they cheated God. They took they didn't give all the money to Peter, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I think that's just a, a principle. They knew, what like I feel like we, or yeah, people in general, they don't know you know the knowledge of the gospel that well, and so they're not as punished as severely. But the more knowledge you have, the more severe the consequences when you go against that. Yeah, you know I'm talking about the, eight, I think it's eighty two three. It's about uh, the greater light you have, the the greater condemnation. Uh, um, let me pull it up. Uh, one moment. So, because I feel like that's a a good um, principle to to really think about because it says, uh, for him. For of him unto whom much is given, much is required. And he who sins against the greater light shall receive greater condemnation. And so, you know, his, his apostles has been given much light, you know. Um, so, once they sin against that greater light, there's greater condemnation. So, like, when we get closer to, to Jesus Christ, and when we decide to go against that light, there's greater consequences. 
Mm-hmm. So compared to like people that have no knowledge of the gospel, um, their sin, their punishment, um, may not may not be greater greater than a person that knows a lot of, about the gospel, and and go and, and does something either the same or something similar or something different, uh, into that point. Mm-hmm. I agree. And then for my second thought was, you shared uh, about um, who. As, as Eliza, is that the, the servant? I don't know how to say his name. Is it Eliza? The prophet? Prophet servant, Eliza. Well, the, the, his like, assistant was named... Tesrim? Something like that, yeah. Okay. Um, that led me to the thought of like scripture, Second Nephi 26-31. It says, But the laborer and the Zion shall labor for Zion, for if they labor for money, they shall perish. And I feel like that means like they're not gonna like be successful in building Zion, but as well, they're not gonna they're gonna be spiritually perishing as well. Yeah, I think so far we've kind of talked more about like the anti things like not to do with like money, which I guess is like like important to do. But obviously, like the scripture in Malachi, we talked about the tithing, like prove me now herewith, which. It's actually the only scripture in the entire Bible that talks about like that phrase, like prove me now herewith. And the exact phrase is, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out like, like a blessing, there shall not be room enough to receive it. It's almost like a challenge from God. Like he's almost saying like, prove me, like if I won't do this for you. And cause I think for you know the average person having to pay tithing's kind of tough, like, because it's like your income, you can spend it on like other stuff, but he's asking you to help pay like the forward work in that way. Because I think, obviously, God doesn't need your money. Like, he could pay the bills with like his own power and his own like way, but it's a chance for us to receive his, his blessings through his help if, if we choose to so do so. I feel like on that comment as well, like, God will bless us. You know the scripture says, uh, did you say it earlier? talked about how, like, uh, it says, you, you said, prove me here what forth, right? Prove me here forth. Um, there's sure a scripture, with, yeah. with. there's a scripture that says, like, um, I will uh, bless you that you won't have room enough to receive it. Receive it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And that I feel like, God will bless us if we do, you know, do pay tithing. And he's not even asking all of our money. He's just asking 10%. And you think about it, that's not, that's not like a lot of money. Well, I guess that's like interesting too, because it all came from him like anyway, like you, this planet, your skills, your talents, your job, everything came from him in the first place. So he already like owns it, Mm -hmm. but it's almost our privilege to be able to give some of that back to him to almost show him that we know he's at the true source of all of our happiness and our blessings in that, in that way. I think it's also like a test or uh, in a sense of like like the widow's mite, she gave up her, her two mites, her two coins, where like the rich, you know, they only gave a portion. Um, in a sense, I feel like if we're not willing to give up 10%, um, then we really like are trusting in our money and not trusting God and we're not trusting... Um, his love and you know what he has planned for us because we're just not willing to give up that that ten percent. 
Yeah. I feel like almost after all this like studying I've done about money, the main topic is just like where you place like your trust. Like is it in the arm of flesh or is it in like God and his glory and his goodness in that way? Because it's tough though because we think, well, if you have money, you can buy anything. You can pay for food and like your housing and going where you want. But God though can save us and that's probably the main thing he can just, like change our actual character and our being through his uh name and all that yeah i in timothy first timothy verse six, uh, chapter six verse ten it says for the love of money is the root of all evil which is well some coveted after they have erred from their faith and pierced themselves through many sorrows and i, I, I know we, we you know hinted about this it's you know we we shouldn't you know love money in the sense of we shouldn't be giving or sacrificing um it's like that scripture that i referred to before we shouldn't be uh sacrificing god's love and we shouldn't be forgetting god and serving other gods um we we really need to be remembering god for you know he's he's, like what matt was saying you know he's he's blessed us he's blessed us with our talents our gifts he's given us a lot um but also on your comment, I I think that you know, God God is the one that's gonna be saving saving us. But I think that the, the whole point of um of you know the riches and stuff is that you you can have riches, but you first need to seek the kingdom of God, and then if you do seek for you know for riches, then you know then you know power to you, you know, but bless, you know, use that money to, you know, to help feed the poor and clothe the naked and, you know, to help other people. Yes, sir. Are there any any thoughts you had about money? Um, any thoughts I had money? Yes. I stood out to you. I had some, I had some, like, questions and stuff like that. Um, Okay. So, what are you willing to give up for money, Matt? I said be just to know God. Like, I guess it'd be more, like, to help people. So, like, if God was saying, hey, I need this done from you, then I'd be willing to, like, help him to do that. So, you, 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 so you'd so be willing... So, I'm asking you, what would you be willing to give up for money for God? So, like, for example, like... So, you say for God, okay. So, you're willing to give up... Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so I'm okay. saying, like, yeah, for what I would want to do, like, in... Instead, I would give that for people or for okay. what they need from me. My other question would be, what won't you give up for, for money? Good question. Probably comes down to, like, values. You know, like, what I, like, stand for. There are lots of different ways to make money out there in the world. We have to, like, know, like, what is, like, the right way to do it. Because I think... You should always be like ethical in like the ways that you like make your income for like your family and all of that. So I'd probably say it's like values, um, my connection to God would all be part of that. No, that's really good. Um, that's a really good thought. I like that. Um, because I think that's that's important to to to, to maintain your values to, to hold fast onto those because it's uh, that's part of you know having integrity. And you don't want to ever, you know, sacrifice your integrity. Um, another question I had is, how has your desire to earn money helped you to help others? 
I think the more that you can help yourself, the more you can help other people. So, if you have the ability to, like, provide for, like, your own housing mm-hmm. and all of that, then, like, the surplus can be used for people who aren't quite as, like, fortunate as you are. So, I would say that the reason why you make a lot is you can help other people in their own struggles and all that. So, it's almost like the talents that are, like, buried at the earth, like... Mm-hmm you're giving extra because you've been blessed with like all these different skills and talents to help other people out. So would you say that your desire to earn money has helped you by like motivating you to work harder so you can help other people or is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Because like, I know that like every everyone's different and so like I was just wanted to the, the, like kind of get your perspective for, like how has because I know you, you said or you, you said before that you you want to you know you want to gain wealth or riches so you can help other people and so I was just curious and like how has your desire help has helped you know has helped you to help others and I, I really like that dude, but um has your how has your relationship with money changed your relationship with your family and God Um, I'm trying to think. I think there's like some sort of like baseline, like if you have like enough like your needs, you can focus more on like the spiritual stuff, because if you're like homeless, then it's hard to think about God as much in that given circumstance. But if you have your needs met, then your connection to money in that way helps you get close to like your family and to God. So I'd probably say there's like a baseline you need to have just to, I guess like survive spiritually. But after that point though, your connection to money is all about just helping the people out with like all, all, all that you like do for everyone else. I do really like that thought because I feel like God is always in our life. And I feel like, you know how you said earlier that we, like, compartment, compartmentalize, compartmentalize? Yeah. Uh, how we put people or, or put objects into, like, boxes or we put people into boxes where, you know, we put God, you know, in a box, we put money in the box, we put, you know, our job in the box where, you know, God is involved in all of our life. So he's involved in our job. He's involved in, you know, our, our making money. And so we should, you know, be involving God in, in all aspects in our life. Mm-hmm. And, um, did you have any thoughts or questions that you? I was asking you some questions, but most of those are already kind of what I was, like, thinking in terms of, like, what I was going to ask, ask you, so nothing too crazy. Okay, cool, cool. Um, I think, um, I just want to share one last thought. Um, in Third Nephi chapter six verse twelve it says, and the people began to distinguish by ranks according to their riches and their chances for learning. Yea, some were uh, ignorant because of their poverty, and others did receive great learning because of their riches. Um, and I, I think this is a a problem now in these days. Um, some people don't have the greatest, um, you know, the education, and there are people that you know 
are prideful and they they flaunt their 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 knowledge or their clothing or their you know their accessories or their their possessions and I feel that um it it can be easily I feel like we can easily gradually but not like intentionally put ourselves on a pedestal if you know what I'm saying where we say you know what I'm all that in the bag of chips saying you know I did this and you know and we we flaunt that around and we may not intentionally put people down and then there's some people that do intentionally put people down but I feel like um that we we have to be careful um especially when we you know we start you know growing our wealth whether it be you know in money or, or in our knowledge or our achievements um that we're not you know putting people down and that we're not um that we're not seeking that yeah and um that would be the rest of our uh, co- uh, conversation about money and uh We'll talk more uh, to you later on our next episode, and we hope you have a wonderful day.